What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 146. Oh I'm man, host, he actually figured it out. Your host, Mike F. C.K. Wheels, and with me as always. David McCrony, Family Master, Lost in Space and Lost in Time. And over in, here in Japan, just got himself a nice birthday present. Ooh! Woohoo! One of us. One of us. Ha ha ha. Bum, bum, bum. You already knew it, Wheels. I know. <laughs> I didn't get to hear until that. I, I was surprised. <laughs> no, I mean, the one of us, one of us. I mean, how many different ways can you chant that particular phrase? Many. Yes. From one, many. One of us? One of us? That's not, no, that's not what okay. I meant, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you chant that every time somebody mentions getting interested in a saga game on the on discord it's true and it's been somewhat successful because there seem to be multiple people either playing and loving or interested in uh scarlet grace so which i am partly very happy to hear considering i was kind of nervous when i wrote the impression for that thing (laughs) (laughs) well thankfully considering considering how uh xeno turned out in the the um Reception uh, department. Yes, thankfully this was uh, not right. Metal Max Xeno Part Two. Honestly, I'm having slightly higher hopes for Metal Max Xeno Part Two. Hopefully, Slash Xeno Reborn. Yeah, I mean, Kreatek actually has a pretty good track record when it comes to remaking stuff. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, Hopefully Metal Max Returns was a lot better than the original Metal Max, and Metal Max Two was already pretty good but reloaded was excellent so you know i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt but that did not stop me from writing a fairly ranty editorial with a list of demands which i am currently getting proof hopefully getting proofread sometime soon and we'll have it on the site probably before this thing goes up oh there's a xeno reborn trailer now i didn't realize yeah more poachy I was going to say, very first thing on my list of demands was Pochi, and then it's like, but you know what? They already, that was like literally the very that. first thing that they said when they said that they were doing a remake or a makeover was that they were including Pochi. So I'm going to go extra mile and say, give us the ability to pet the doggy, please. <laughs> give me two Pochis. Oh, well, I mean, most of the games had like three or four. Yeah. yeah. So two doesn't seem like an unreasonable demand. Give me two Pochis. Yeah. I mean, you've always, I mean, Let's see, Metal let's see, Metal Saga had four. Metal Saga Season of Steel just had the one. He was a good puppy. Metal Max 3 had a Doberman that you could join you as well. Mm-hmm. Metal Max 4, Pochi was actually the second dog you can get. The first one was a St. Bernard with a bazooka. That's good. I'm into that. The third one was actually a polar bear. Okay. <laughs> Pochi and yes. Spirit. Yeah. And the fourth one was a Doberman, again. So I respect this uh, this tagline. Holy shit! Sorry, I just this this 
tagline reborn to be wild <laughs> nah, it's recycled it's a good name though so i don't care <laughs> i enjoy the, the fuck out of that yep. name <laughs> yep well i saw saw the two pages in the most recent famitsu about it yeah and they made a point of saying that they are working on actual like internal underground and building areas good <laughs> yeah which is very big they're they're really gonna make the initial version look even more like a pile of shit <laughs> i'm very uh salty today um let's see uh but yeah uh xeno reborn maybe that'll be good mm-hmm. um or at least better but, yeah like i would settle for at least okay let's see what are uh what have we been up to in the past couple of weeks we actually took a week off <laughs> We did. You may may not have felt like it because uh, someone posted an episode late or something. I don't know. Something like that. As usual. Yes. Wow. <laughs> As is your want. Yes. We were just distracted by Trias. Yes. Uh, I've been playing. Well, I'm currently storming. I was going to say I'm currently storming a vampire castle. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Watch out, Mister Lee. Uh, and I'm having to work off of memory on which weapons don't work on which enemies which game exactly are you playing Final Fantasy Legend actually Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure uh, isn't that called Mystic Quest in Europe or something Mystic Quest Legend is something else I think Hmm. Weird. Uh, let's see. Okay, Mystic Quest Legend is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Just Mystic Quest. I don't know. I think it's something. Uh, quick wheel stall. Uh, <laughs> wrong thing to say awesome. to somebody named Wheels. <laughs> See, the other... Oh, yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to mention about the Zeno Reborn trailer is the, like, preponderance of butt rock in it, which I was into. (laughs) Okay, yeah, Final Fantasy Adventure, a.k.a. Final Fantasy Guidance, is Mystic Quest in Europe. They really, uh... Really made that one difficult to track down between regions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I rolled credits in Alliance Alive. Yeah. The bad ending, I was... but I rolled credits. So that's wow. Right. <laughs> Coward. That last boss is pretty tough. Expected better of you. Well, I mean, I am going to beat the last boss eventually, but... Expected better of you. I'm not sure why. Listen, we've been friends a long time. I like to think you can improve. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. 
I was thinking about it a couple weeks ago. We were both haunted by how many years it had actually been at this point. Is it 10, 12? It's, it's, a little, it's more than 10. We couldn't quite determine exactly what the number was. Oh, Let's see. Man, Vacheron's really going nuts here. Uh, it all began <laughs> because we were utterly mystified by Unlimited Saga. Yeah, no. That's, uh, that's, that's the, the dark right word to use it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dark secret, is that that's what brought us together, is trying to work out how the hell that game works. I mean, astounded in the original sense of the word would probably be good, too. As in, what the... uh, Brain no work anymore. Wait, I have to do what to get magic? Brain over. Wait, there's a a function mapped only to clicking in the right stick in this menu-based game? What? And it's an absurdly important function. It's incredibly important. It's the rest functions. Yes. I, I think that was the thing that broke me, was just trying to figure out how to rest and realizing R3 in a freaking turn-based Like, I could almost see game? that. In, what? I could almost see that if it had been, like, something that was a quick shortcut that got you to something that would normally be buried in a menu. Right. No, that's the only button that does it. There's yeah. nothing in the menu that indicates it. Mm-hmm. Nonsense video game. Wheels, you were trying to fit a square peg through a round hole. <laughs> I've beaten this game. I know what I'm doing. You do. Really? You don't know what hexagons are. <laughs> They're like squares, only more hexy. More sides. Less equidistance. Let's see. Um, yeah. What have I been up to? I booted up Astral Chain. Sweet. It's, it's a neat game. game. I started I think, that up, but, uh, you know. Uh, there's, yeah. There's a, few, there's a few Switch games, so it's easy to, you know, get distracted. Like I'm, I'm going to be completely destroyed when Tokyo Mirage Sessions comes out. Yeah, I already made the uh, mistake of grabbing uh, Moonlighter, but I'll talk to that. You fool. I forgot to talk about that. I'll talk about that after your stuff. But yeah, Astro Chain was like a weird thing to start up because I think it probably maybe should have trimmed one of its two opening missions. Because <laughs> like you start Just out... And there, there are two. Because like there's the first one before you have your... like freaking like chained demon mm-hmm. and like that at that point you really can't do anything in combat in a fairly combat intensive game and then there's the second one where you have the chained demon but like essentially all you can get it to do is just sort of send it out to kill things for you and the real meat of the combat seems to be in like the combination of like you working in concert with your demon. And so like the decision to make it so that, Oh, well it only, uh, like your core, uh, combat has been kind of nerfed for the first couple of missions. Gives it kind of like a weird intro section where you kind of feel gimped for a very long time. For very good reasons, because you actually have lost most of your combat capability. 
Sounds similar to Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, it's not thirty hours, it's like two, so it's a little more mm. uh easy to understand, but still. Also, I just realized what a bad strategic decision you just made. What was that? Uh, you just ran yourself out of hero points. Oh, God, I'm so out of practice with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, that is, like, having, using your last hero points on this machine gunner, uh, doing an attack is very, very much like the destroying yourself route. Might be able to fix it if Vasharon is able to get an attack off. Oh, God. <sighs> See, I don't really know what game you're playing or really understand what you're talking about, but it's, it's not sound good. He's playing Resonance of Fate. It's very trying. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Astral Chain. I was like, no, okay, oh, no, never mind. No. Yeah, I, yeah no, no I, was, I was commenting at what Wheels had just done. But yeah, I like mean, Astral Chain, I really do like some of the gimmicks that it gives you built around the physical chain between you and your demon. So like, you can trip enemies up specifically by, uh, like if they're dashing at you, you can like put your hold your chain out and clothesline them basically, or you can. <laughs> run the chain around groups of enemies and you're, you'll tangle them up so that you can get free attacks on them. Uh, you can, you occasionally have to like pull your demon back because like after a while it starts going crazy and like you need to sort of pull, hold it back so that you can, uh, so that it can sort of recover. But like, it gives you a lot of interesting thing. Uh, a lot of interesting rewards for keeping track of what the chain, it's the physical chain between you and the demon is actually doing, which is interesting. It gives you a lot of reason to account for physical space, which I appreciate. Okay. Actually sounds interesting. Yeah. I also appreciate like, this isn't for me, but I appreciate that it's there uh, as platinum games go. Like all of those are hard and complicated. But they do offer, like, multiple different varieties of how much to alter the difficulty and augment the combat. So, like, you can augment it to be much to be simplified or partially automatic or just to lower the enemy's health and keep it complex, that sort of thing. So, I'm impressed with it so far. Yeah, That's like, mostly what I'm playing. It seems like it would, it was going to get really good. I just couldn't find the time, but I'll get to it eventually. No, I know what you. And yeah, it's it kind of opens up after the second mission because, like, at that point, your character starts being able to do their own like meaningful attacks. So, like, in the first two missions, your character has like a police baton and they can just sort of poke at things. <laughs> It does basically no damage, and it's just a very good way to get them hurt. <laughs> but once you get to the third mission, your character can actually, like, you get a lot more uh, combos between you and your, they're called legions. You get a lot more combo between you and your legion, and uh, your character can actually do things that, uh, even when the legion has to be called back. So, I'm liking it. Sweet. 
And I hope that I won't let it fall by the wayside when Tokyo Mirage Sessions comes out in like 10 days. Is it that? Jesus Christ. Amazon's telling me like 17th, eh? So, you know. Uh, uh, I was going to say I randomly picked up Moonlighter on Switch. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. I fired it up last night, just like I'm gonna, you know, try this out and see how good it is. And you know, three hours or so later, I'm like, I should probably go to bed or something. <laughs> you should, but you won't. <laughs> I, I did eventually, but it was just like, yeah, just one more dungeon run. You know, make a little more money and get this thing. And uh, it's really good, really nice, like pixel art. Uh yeah, uh, looking forward to playing more of that. It looked nice. It looked like uh, sort of in the tradition of games turning the Torneco chapter into an entire game. Kinda yeah. Oh, a Meister. Hello. Hello. Hello? A Meister game. Sort of. Like, I seem to recall it's a, like, frickin' shopkeeper sort of game. Yeah, it's like... That, if, that would be a Meister, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, the dungeons are very Zelda-y, like Zelda 1-ish, but with, uh, I want to say, nicer pixel art. That's and fair. a bigger variety of weapons and, like, dodging and stuff. But it's very much like that, you know like square rooms and uh, like just a randomly generated map of and I don't know what I'm trying to say but it's very fun and very very charming it's got very good music um, the, the shop mechanic is pretty cool like you can doesn't really give you any advice on, on what to price stuff at, so you ha- you kind of just have to like put it out there and kind of judge from people's reactions, like whether whether or not it's priced way too high or perhaps way too cheap. And it's I don't know, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely worth checking out. I got a physical copy, which was thirty bucks, but I think it's it's cheaper. On the eShop itself, so. Okay. Sounds neat. Let's check it out. And obviously, I've been playing more uh, Scarlet Grace. I'm stuck mm-hmm. at a Phoenix fight. Oh, the one where you have to trigger the the enemy's Unite attacks? Yes. Yeah, it takes about. Um, I can't remember. Oh, the Japanese sites were not sure whether or not it was four Unite attacks or simply eight of the fire things in total. Yeah. So um, it usually took me like three, to be honest. Okay. I hmm. tried to like go in with a smaller party to try and like have an easier chance of activating them, and that, that didn't go well, but I'm going to have to figure so it out. It gets killed pretty quickly. Um, yes, it did. <laughs> I, I know it does get annoying, though. When I fought that one with Balmint, the first time, or the first battle through, it was... Um, they actually had them all bunched up together with the Phoenix, so it was pretty easy. Except then I got myself killed, and I had to try it again, and it wasn't nearly so nice with the locations of the enemies after that. Mm. So, 
I think partly because of the retry bonus, actually. Um, <laughs> so, um, yay. So you're playing with Talia? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I just had to do a bunch of grinding to refill uh, everybody's LP because it had gotten pretty low over time. Mm-hmm. My main party, so... Oh, and I've got a pretty wide area of the map to explore now, which is pretty fun. Although I would kind of wish there was some sort of fast travel option. Actually, there are a few. Are there? I mean, I mean warps more than fast right. travel. Right. Um, if, I mean, if you're on the map, the far southeast map with the Phoenix Egg, then try exploring the the uh, Tory Gates up out in the ocean. Okay. Yeah, that will, like, literally warp you to K province. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah a lot of the warps actually go straight through K for some uh. reason. Um, there's that one warp in Aswakan, there's the warp in the southeast, and then there are two warps in wells in K province that take you to different places. Hmm. Um, I mean, you have to have visited the places before, and you can't actually warp back through them, which is fun. But, um, yeah. Okay, let's check that out. <laughs> I think I've played anything else. The holidays were pretty busy, so at night it was just, yeah. it was just like, I'm going to throw on some Star Wars movies and play some Saga and Hearthstone and stuff. And then sleep. Oh. Oh, so my wife thinks your son's adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh. I like how Wheels is flatly refusing to go to the place that the game tells him to. Um, I mean, I've already played through this. I just want to mess around. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, my son, unfortunately, has not had much interest in Pokemon of late. So One day. Oh, well. So He's about six? So he just turned seven. Just turned seven. Yeah. Give it another year or so. Yeah. So while I have been playing, uh, making my way through Shield, the, mm-hmm. the playthrough with him and Sword has largely gone untouched in a while. One day. But One day. He is kind of young for full-on console experience. True. Yeah, he shows interest in the card game a lot, though, even though we don't really play it too much, but... We'll see. It's got all those cool pieces of cardboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are big into Ninja Turtles right now, so. Turtle power. Been watching lots of the new show, which is uh, different. It looks every show is different from the other in that series. Oh, this one is uh, this one is uh, quite different. <laughs> can't believe they made Raphael the leader. Seriously? Uh, yes, they did. <laughs> that different. Okay. Oh, yes. I mean, okay, respect for going out on a limb. Yes, they were mutated with mystical powers instead of... Uh, radiation. Radiation. Uh, mutagen. Cancer-causing radiation. Let's see what else is weird. Uh, Splinter is a deadbeat dad. Wow. Okay, yes. that's weird. And he's like a former, like, Movie star. 
Okay, so he's a person, not a rat. Oh, he is a rat, but... Well, no, I'm saying he's like... Oh, yes, He, he yes. mutated from person, not mutated right, from rat. Right, Which isn't that different. They've... They've done that many times, but it's always a coin flip which one they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought in the original cartoon he was a, a human first. In the cartoon, he in the original cartoon he was a human first. In the original comic, he was a rat first. So. Yeah. Huh. Which they did. And in, in the, the live action movie, he was a rat first. Yeah. Yeah. Because the live action movie was officially based off of the comics in some fashion. Yeah. Even though it pretty much just may have forged ahead in a different way. Yeah, and then I think in the 2003 show, he was a rat again. Yeah, because the 2003 show was like kind of adapting the comics to be slightly more kid friendly. Yeah. Except for the. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that first uh, TMNT comic, like the first issue, like freaking shredded that gets chopped off. It was an comic that was supposed to be. Edgy. Yeah, I mean that first. And weird that first, and stupid. Yeah, that first issue, like Shredder's head gets chopped off. Um, Shredded, uh, in fact, yes. Yeah, but I mean that that idea of like Shredder is dead and is replaced by an alien who just dresses like Shredder totally made it into that cartoon. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Nice. It was but, the uh, the Triceratops aliens or something, right? Yeah, something like that. I remember. I remember seeing like that really weird episode that they I think didn't actually run on TV for the O three cartoon that was just like Baxter Stockman going insane as he tries to clone himself a new body and bits of it start falling off. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh choices were made. Yeah. Oh that that reminds me. I watched this show on Netflix. Called the the toys that made us. Oh yeah, and there was one about the Ninja Turtles, which was pretty fascinating. Like the two creators uh, created Ninja Turtles by just doodling on a piece of paper. Yeah, they've got that kind of energy to them. Like they're they they are a concept that sounds like two people joking at each other until they come up with something. Yeah, <laughs> and very obviously one of them was a huge fan of. Uh, Daredevil, since a lot yeah, of the original turtles. The foot is... is just the hand. Right. And I think, like, the original idea for the origin was, like, the turtles get hit by whatever chemical Daredevil gets hit by. If you look at the original comic, it is literally just they're being drawn. Like, it's, you know, obviously it's not literally that Daredevil panel, but they've redrawn that Daredevil panel with just them in the background. <laughs> so, yeah. It's uh, like that was the time when like that was as underground comic-y as Marvel got at the time. So like underground comics mm. and Daredevil have an interesting history. Nice. Uh, see what else was interesting in that thing. Um, so the the Ninja Turtles theme song or the lyrics or the music. It was, or... it was done by like the two and a half men guy. for some Yes. Reason. Yes, it was. As I guess that was basically his gig back in the day. I mean, he'll be rich forever, both on, like, freaking reruns of bad sitcom and the amount of times that that song has been remixed into new themes for new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping he kept hold of the residuals on that one. I would imagine he did. Because nobody would have thought to uh, 
snap them up for themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the show was in any way union, which I mean, a lot of animated shows at that time would have kind of had to be, uh, at least for those aspects of it, for like writing and such, uh, I would suspect that he probably maintains money off it. Like you write lyrics for a theme song. And even if those lyrics don't get used, you still get residuals on them. (laughs) That's why Gene Roddenberry wrote lyrics to the Star Trek theme. Really? Yeah. But, uh, those lyrics are horrendous. If you ever (laughs) heard them. (laughs) I've not, and I don't think I want to. Let me see if I can at least find them. Uh, my first thought is the uh, the old MASH theme song. Because uh, suicide's painless. It brings on many changes. Yes. And I can take or leave it if I well, please. Well, granted, they actually use the, the lyrics in the movie, just not in the TV show. Yeah. They were written by like the director of the movie's son. Yes. Who they responded. just needed something, and he was feeling kind of emo. And had, the director of the movie. The director of the movie responded by saying that they were the stupidest things he'd ever heard in his life. <laughs> I can kind of see why the son might have been depressed. Wow. Let's see. Uh, oh, be well, yeah. So. Beyond the rim of beyond the rim of the starlight, my love is wandering in starflight. Yeah. <laughs> I know he'll find in star clustered reaches love, strange love, a star woman teaches. <laughs> okay. Huh. Somebody else is feeling kind of weird and possibly smoking something in the 60s. Listen, Roddenberry had ideas. We know he had ideas. They weren't necessarily good ones. Oh, definitely. I know his journey ends never. His Star Trek will go on forever. But tell him while he wanders his starry sea, remember, remember me. That is the that is lyrics to the original Star Trek theme. It's fan fiction. Yeah, but I mean, they were basically never used, and Roddenberry got residuals. Um, let's see, who actually wrote the song? I don't remember. I'm still looking at like the. Changes made to the most recent uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I like that each of them has like a specific turtle they're mutated from. Like they're each a different species of turtle. Yeah, really, that's, that's pretty cool. Raphael is a alligator snapping turtle. Leonardo is a red-eared slider. Michelangelo. So this is the new series, right? Because yeah. I remember, I remember there was an enemy that was specifically a mutant alligator, um, alligator snapping turtle in the original. Yeah. This is this is the new series. Uh, Michelangelo is an ornate box turtle, and Donatello is a spiny soft shell turtle. Okay. The villain is voiced by uh, John Cena. That's powerful. Uh, let's see. And the Foot Clan, I believe they get like a they get like a foot symbol painted on their face by someone sticking their foot in orange paint and then getting kicked in the face for the comic book or the in the oh, new right. show okay <laughs> also uh Rob Paulson voices one of the the foot clan guys just cuz mm-hmm. at this point 
You got to have him in he's, every in, in Yeah, he's going to show up. He's going to show up with a diff, voicing someone different each time. Yeah, did he did he show up in the 2003 show at all? I don't believe he did. Yeah, that's a shame. It's the one he missed. There's some really strange uh, Ninja Turtles ephemera. There's the like Japanese OVA Ninja Turtles. <laughs> There's the live action Ninja Turtles show. Uh, oh, don't bring up the next mutation. That crossed <laughs> over with Power Rangers in space. Yeah, I had to watch that because the kids were curious and it was horrifying. Yeah, no, I watched it when it was new and was disgusted by it. <laughs> See, I'm seeing we, the title of this. Questions. We, we do. I'm we just do. really obsessing over this for a moment. <laughs> but Ninja Turtles, man. We're just waiting for them to make an actual Ninja Turtles RPG. That would be yeah. nice. They've got a full party. Yeah. Also, I'm seeing this Ninja Turtles OVA referred to as Mutant Turtles Superman Legend. Well, partly because um, I mean, in Japan they were just called Mutant Turtles. Yeah. I just appreciate the name Superman Legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That may be somebody's best attempt to translate the title. Uh, Chojin is kind of Superman. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same context. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like... Yeah. It's just funny. When you just directly translate it, you get Superman. Mm-hmm. Super person. It's like saying... It's closer to saying superhero or just... Yeah. Uh, or um, yeah, person who goes beyond the yeah. There's no real good way to translate it that doesn't end up with weird it's, connotations. Yeah, again. like all of the translations for that, you have to pick like, well, what are people going to associate this with? Because it's going to be slightly wrong. <laughs> but yeah, okay, let's hit an actual. That's question. when you just choose a completely different subtitle or secondary title. Yeah. I'm not sure if it ever officially got released in English, though, so you kind of just have to live with them. Let's see. One last thing that does amuse me is that the Konami NES game of Ninja Turtles came out before there was an official localization, so it has a completely different name in Japanese. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's hit some of these questions. Uh what game, this is from Budai, what games use the dual screens of the DS and 3DS the best? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, what are the points to have multiple screens? So I, I can think of a lot of games that were better on the DS or 3DS versions for menu management. <laughs> menu and map is, like, the big one. Yeah. Um, like, I remember, like adventure bar story where i saw screenshots of the original playstation portable version i'm just like oh okay i mean aside from the complete graphical makeover that the 3ds version got the menus were just so much better organized <laughs> i mean but for that matter i also i mean this happens to other things too i think the playstation vita's version of scarlet grace had a better menu organization than the playstation version i saw on youtube so it just it varies i guess um, but, um, okay, let's do something I have not mentioned in a long time here. Um, um, Summon Knight X Tier Crown. Is that different than the one that we got in America on the DS? Um, it's quite different. Um, 
I'm not quite sure which one you did get on the DS, but it was almost certainly different. Um, yeah, let's see. That I was... mean, it wasn't the action RPG spinoff. It wasn't the original tactical game series. This one was basically um, somebody's love letter to the Final Fantasy IV style of, of uh, SNES gaming with better graphics. Huh. And so, I mean, you, you always had four characters, active characters in your party, but some of them were capable of flight. Um, some of them had better long-range attacks than short-range attacks. Um, your battle screen was both screens. And enemies could be on either screen, and how you attack them would vary depending on what your character's position was, on the ground or in midair. And also, a lot of the lots of just random battles had little gimmicky things all over the place where you could actually get bonuses at the end of battle for using them. Or not using them. Or avoiding getting damaged by them, depending on what it was. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Um, similarly, um, rocket slime. That's a good one. Where, yeah, you had a little rocket doing stuff on the bottom screen while you could watch the tank battle up the up above. Yeah, makes good use of it presentationally. Yeah, and. Uh. Um, Or, um, oh, Wheels, did you ever try out that copy of Sigma Harmonix I sent you last year? I have not yet. Yeah, that's one of the few RPGs on the DS that are actually held sideways in visual novel format. (laughs) And it's actually kind of cool. And, I mean, I don't know of any games that really tried it that much, but if you have, like, two sides of the same background image on those screens and you're holding it that way, you can actually get a stereographic effect. Mm. So. That does remind me that uh, I'm leaving space in here for wheels to rant about like a train or something. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, before before we actually reach this, uh, this follow-up that uh, Severin Mira posted saying why didn't you mention hotel dusk slash last window know that i was going to say that before you posted that comment (laughs) and i've never played either of those so i will let you just go on about them they're both really uh like last window didn't come out in the u.s so i've not played that extensively but uh hotel dusk was like a neat uh adventure game done by sing the company that did uh, little king story and Trace Memory and a few other games of that. Uh, but basically, like, Hotel Dusk was a game where you were, like, you know, it's a fairly standard adventure game, but it's held in the DS sort of book format. Yeah, and, like, um, like I was saying with Sigma Harmonix. Yeah, like with, like with Sigma Harmonix. Uh, but it, it has some interesting ones. Like, I remember one puzzle that completely stumped me at first because of how ridiculous it is. So... Uh, one of the puzzles early on is not early on, but midway through the game, you have to, the game, uh, you have to like give someone CPR mm-hmm. and the game like says, put your face, uh, close to theirs. And like, I couldn't figure out how you're supposed to do that. Like I kept prodding at the touch screen. You close the DS because there's one face on each. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that stumped me for a few minutes. I was like, what on earth is happening? 
But, like, it's full of, like, novel little uses like that. Uh, it's got a lot of good little, uh, a lot of good puzzles, uh, a neat, interesting sort of melancholy story. Uh, good art style. The characters are drawn in this sort of rough sketch style. It's sort of like the, at the time, the common point of comparison was the Take On Me music video. But it's it's a really neat game. Uh, I really need to play Last Window because I would have wanted to see more of that main character's story. But it's a it's a very interesting game that like thematic spoilers is very much about the con like this sort of idea that like getting closure on something like it give, allows you to leave it behind, but it won't always be it's it's not always going to make you any happier. <laughs> It's an interesting game. But yeah, big fan of uh, Hotel Dusk. Uh, that game sold like garbage, and Sing doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, one day I'll play Last Window, Secret of Cape West. Uh, let's see, other... There was another interesting... This is not an RPG, so I won't dwell on it too long. There's another interesting, like, book-formatted... Uh, DS game that was the uh, Ninja Gaiden game on DS, which is which managed to make a competent like character action game work on a DS, entirely touchscreen controlled. <laughs> I've actually I, never played that. It's play. actually really good. Huh. Like I'm baffled by it, and I don't think anyone remembers it, but it was actually quite good. Hmm. Uh. As one more non-RPG mention, I will mention Way Forward's Looney Tunes Duckamuck, <laughs> which is just a game where, like, it you unlock mini games by doing awful things to Daffy Duck. <laughs> Ooh, how and awful. it's you know it's of course an homage to famous Looney Tunes short Duckamuck, but you know they're like a lot of the things are. This is another one where the game does a silly thing when you close it instead of going to sleep. If you close the D- the DS, Daffy will like start screaming that the lights went out. And then <laughs> like it opens up a new mini game where he like uh he like tells you whether to press the L and R buttons huh. uh in order to advance through the mini game. And like you don't close, you do not open the DS while you're doing this mini game. You leave it closed and hit the L and R buttons as he instructs you. <laughs> so there's no sleep mode on this game. Uh, it can go into sleep mode after you've done that mini game. Ah, but yeah, when you do that mini game for the first time, like it, you know, it will. It, it's like a surprise. Like the first time you just close the DS absently while playing it, it does that. <laughs> It's a very it's a very cute game. Not all of the mini games are great, but it is a very inspired use of its license and a very interesting game. Huh. Space reserved for wheels to rant about uh, Etrianos. I mean, I don't really have a lot to say other than the fact that those games are like leagues easier to manage based on the fact that you have the touch screen not just for drawing the maps that's obviously extremely helpful but just parsing out information to the bottom screen and that's really the main reason I love the second screen is just 
yeah, more like real I said, estate. With, information yeah, like with some other games for the DS, it's just easier to organize stuff. Exactly. And uh, one one place I really loved it was just Monster Hunter, where you can have like a nice, clean top screen with the action, and you can, when you need to see like the map or whatever else, you can just peek down at the bottom screen. Uh, and another, and just yeah, just stuff like that, like the the Zelda ports on 3DS, the item management was so much easier being able to just drag and drop stuff and tap on it. It just, it, and I kind of miss it, to be honest, as much as I love the switch. Uh, I, I really miss. You just want a two up. screen switch. Yes. Let's see. Oh yeah. I, I would be remiss not to also bring up world ends with you, even though I know many people yes. cannot, played that version because of how complicated it is to actually manage. I prefer it makes a... the tablet version. I know you do. <laughs> Go play Final Remix Wheels. Um, but I, I think that that version is fascinating. It has, like, I think that it's the most thematically sound if the second character is not a essentially an activatable object but an independent entity. And like I, that sometimes has to bow to practicality. That is a really hard game to play. Mm. Uh, but I do think that the DS version is the purest essence of that intention, in terms of the thematic of like Neku needing to entrust and cooperate with people. But you know. Uh, it, it makes a lot of other interesting use of the DS's multiple screens, but, you know, that's a, that's another one of those ones. This is, let's round out the three in a row. This is another game that does a silly thing with uh, closing the DS. There are some noise that that's how you defeat them. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, incredibly interesting, innovative game. Uh I seem to recall that the World Ends With You uh, website went down for maintenance and people started holding their breath that it might mean something. <laughs> I've held my breath before. I don't want to die. Um, <laughs> uh, here's, to, here's to hoping that that's not the last we see of World Ends With You be nice but yeah uh, yeah not holding my breath yep <laughs> yeah uh any others we want to bring up i mean i didn't love them but the there were some decent real-time strategy games on the system can't believe we all are going to play some Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings. Or you can play the Blue Dragon one. How about we don't? Uh, or Lost Magic. Not. Oh man, Lost uh, Magic. I played that one a long time ago. Sold it a long time ago too. <laughs> wise choice, wise choice. I mean, the, the game had a lot of fans, but these were the same people who were complaining about their DS screens getting torn up from stylus use. 
Uh, let's all just play Trick and Oendon and Earth uh, and Elite Beat Agents again. Mm-hmm. I miss those. That does remind me. Wheels, were you were you the one that bought Age of Empires: The Age of Kings on DS? No. That <laughs> one. They were smart enough not to make that a real time strategy. That is a turn based strategy game. They were smart enough to do that, but that's the one that's based on a real time strategy game. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that portable real time strategy games as a concept are fundamentally flawed. True, but. You don't like grid-based, turn-based strategy now? Uh, I, I, I do. <sighs> but... I don't know. Like, they basically just took Age of Empires 2 and converted it into a turn-based strategy. I can't really argue with Is that Is this a good thing? Yeah. It Maybe. actually reviewed quite well. Like, usually, 8 out of 10 did pretty well. Hmm. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Any other thing, games I could think of? I will say that I love Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, but I really would like to have the map just displayed at all times. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I love every time Wheels is streaming while we're doing this because I get to see like his vast library of semi-ill-considered purchases. <laughs> I don't know if it's anything like my Steam collection. It may have just been gotten from review codes. Gonna hover on. I don't think Wheels has that excuse. No. He just want, He'll just use it anyway. Why on earth is there a Senran Kagura here? Choices were made. Why on? Do we oh, want to okay. know why? For a second, I saw Star Ocean, and I thought that that was the Star Ocean 3 remaster, and I was, like, just about to start yelling at you. No, it's just the 4 remaster. No, I saw 5. Yeah, 5. Why is the 4 remaster here? I, I, uh... Special price? It was on sale. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know that it could have been on sale enough. (sighs) Uh, whatever, 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 whatever. I'll stop yelling. Less yelling in the new year. Uh, plenty of yelling to come, I'm sure. Uh, oh, plenty, plenty. Uh, <laughs> so, any new questions here? Yeah, we've got oh. more. Oh, dear. Budai's next question is going to be causing yelling. Uh, in what ways is Chrono Cross a better game than FF9, if any? Soundtrack, uh, that's uh, about it. Um, Zero ways. Variety of enemies. I guess. Like, the only yeah. one that really sticks out to me is soundtrack. <laughs> I know, I mean, yeah. one of the things I remember noting about Final Fantasy IX when I was first playing it, literally almost tw- about 20 years ago, was that it really doesn't have a lot of different enemies. Mm. It's probably got the shortest bestiary list of any game in the series. And it's like, so, I mean... It doesn't even really have uh, palette swaps, except for two specific enemies late in the game. But hey, it has the ragtime mouse. True. But, yeah, I mean, 
Chrono Cross has a lot more variety. It has a more vibrant-looking world, whereas Final Fantasy IX has the usual issue of one major continent with most with 90% of the stuff on it, and then the outlying continents that actually make up like 80% of the map. Whereas Chrono Cross has one map that has like two towns and like six dungeons that it repeatedly takes you back to. <laughs> but they're all incredibly different locations. They are different. Um, yeah. I don't like a lot of them, but they're different. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not here to try to dig up things to like. I was just having a discussion with a friend a couple of days ago about like, who would you actually keep if you were allowed to like call Chrono Cross's cast? <laughs> and uh, it was a bloodletting. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. I mean. Like most of the cast is literally unnecessary, so it's yeah. You can winnow it down pretty well. We winnowed it down to like six characters out of the forty-four that currently exist within the game. <laughs> so choices, choices. Let's see, but yeah, like music is the one that sticks out to me. It's like it's definitely has got a really good intro theme, but also Memories of Life was good too. FF9 has a good soundtrack. F- uh, Chrono Cross has an amazing soundtrack. Fair enough, yes. But uh, otherwise, I mean, a lot of it is just like, yeah, there's probably more enemies in Chrono Cross. Well, but... Christian did say, if any. So there's one. Yeah, yeah, you found some things. But, yeah, that's that's about it. It's It's literally in a case of like, if you ask me a hundred times which one I'd rather play. Like, 99 times out of 100, I'm going to be telling you it's it's FF9. <laughs> you got any uh, bones to pick here, Wales? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, I, I like Chrono Cross, uh, but yeah, I... I don't... I don't hate it, but it's a very messy game that I don't think succeeds on very much. It's a fun game. It's a very bad sequel. <laughs> I mean, like we said the last time this came up, it's somebody's fanfic idea of where to take the series, and this is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Please write more info about Neo Fio. <laughs> Uh, let's see here's one from Shaman between the ports it received and its original output did the Switch in 2019 have the best year for RPGs ever or am I nuts ports well, slash yes rem- and yes but <laughs> it can always be both uh, ports and remakes the first three Dragon Quests six Final Fantasies the Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, Icewind Dale games, Dragon's Dogma, Divinity Original Sin 2, I'm probably forgetting a bunch, Original Games, Fire Emblem, Dragon Quest XI, Sparklight, Slay the Spire, SteamWorld Quest, and I guess you can include the Saga games as well. Those straddle You guess? (laughs) I would say that they straddle the line between being, like, they're new to North America. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just it, yeah. Not new in Japan. Yeah. Although Ambition was a fairly substantial addition, but still. 
let's see. Uh, but yeah, uh, Wheels is probably like on some level uh, furious that the ports and remakes list did not include Alliance Live. Uh, I'm gonna let it slide because no one seems to know or care about the game at this point. I've kind of given up. Wow! <laughs> Listen to that, listeners. You've broken Wheels' <laughs> spirit. Man, I care. However, I'm not going. I mean, I'm going to be very careful with how many games I buy for this thing now, just because I can't really afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm figuring my next actual major purchase for this of my own money, aside from what I just got last night, is going to be um, Zeno Reborn, just so I can see how it, they see what happens to it. Mm. Yeah. That'll be a good test, bet. Let's see. Uh, so, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, it's it was a pretty nuts year for RPGs. Like, I remember going into the store. Oh, yeah, we got Collection of Mana last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know that one very well, because, hey, I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy, but I just remember going in GameStop to pick up uh, a bunch of Baldur's Gates game and The Witcher 3 and being like, I have can't possibly play all this RPG. <laughs> I don't think a human being has enough lifetime no, to play all this. I mean, that's, that's nuts. Also, if we're counting uh, Astral Chain as an action RPG, that also belongs on the original titles as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could probably skip to Budai's last question here just to follow up on that um, on that mood. Mm-hmm. That you were just saying, Wales. Yeah. Uh, His last question was, is it a turnoff or a plus when you see a series you haven't played has a ton of games? Uh, <laughs> for me, it's a plus, I guess. It's a, it's a plus in theory, but it kind of increases the odds that I'm not going to be playing that series because I just don't have the time. Yeah. It depends on how interconnected they are. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like trails. Yeah, Trails is one of those ones where it becomes intimidating. It's like a giant novel series that you haven't gotten around to, and every time they release a new one, you're like, oh no! I mean, there's a reason why I've never actually finished the One Piece manga. And partly it's because I am not putting... I mean, even at the most bargain bin rate I could possibly find those manga for sale on, that would still set me back $100 or more for the entire series. on a space. (laughs) Tell me about it. Which is why, um, I mean, back when I was going to the... Um, going to uh, Coco Ichiban Curry like twice a week for dinner um, in pre-married days. Since they have, since almost every Coco Ichiban Curry in this prefecture has the entire series on shelf. That's the way you bring people in. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, partly it's just because they've got a shelf of manga anyway, and partly it's because, hey, the the mangaka is from Kumamoto. So uh, it's it's a local pride thing. They have just unveiled multiple statues of the Straw Hat pirate crew across the prefecture. Heavens. <laughs> not joking here. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but I yeah. am terrified. <laughs> so it's... Um, I can say it's just one of those things... Um, yeah, if you just want to sit back, have some curry, and read a manga, go to Kokorichiban. I just haven't done that recently, so I'm still like on volume 34 of the manga. <laughs> volume 34 of currently 95. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, I know I am never going to uh, 
finish the series, so I don't try. I mean, if I really cared that much, I might actually remember which platform was the RPG on? Uh, there's been a lot of One Piece RPGs, so I'm not sure which one you mean. <laughs> the one that Jooms reviewed that oh, uh, takes the series all the way through to the main time jump. Uh, I think it was PlayStation Portable. That was that was 3DS. It was? Oh, okay. I think? I don't know, I just remember I tried playing that. I think it was originally for one and then got ported to the other. I don't know. It's, I just remember not that liking sometimes. that game. Especially because I think we didn't. I think North America didn't get the first version. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, hey, Megapede. What if Centipede, but more so? Yeah. But yeah, like for me, like it depends on how interconnected the titles are. Like, if there's a ton of titles and I can just sort of play whichever one grabs my interest, oh, that's great. If there's a ton of titles and they need to be played in a particular order or they all have strong connections, it's like, oh, maybe someday. <laughs> this is actually one of the one of the strengths of the Final Fantasy series. You don't actually have to worry about which order you play them in. Yep. Yeah. I've noticed that it's one of the problems I run into when I'm trying to like recommend Yakuza games to people. They're like, there's like a million of these. What order do I play them in? And I'm like Numerically. Uh, uh, like yeah, maybe like you like some people get really antsy about playing Zero because they're afraid that it'll be full of references to later games, and like it has a couple, but it's not really that reference heavy. And it's uh, more like more like retro references, so it's like yeah. instead you can look at a later game and go, "Hey, I remember this dude." Yeah, there's like the the biggest chain like your other your options are either start with Zero or start with Kiwami, like that's kind of it. But Zero is a much stronger game than Kiwami, so I always recommend Zero first. <laughs> Especially because, like, Kiwami is a remake of one, but it treats itself like it's a sequel to Zero. Which is a so very interesting space. A very interesting space to be in. Like, you'll run into, like, characters that are like, hey, remember me from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been in prison for 15 years. Oh, that sucks. You want to play more trickin' circuit races? <laughs> go kart! Yeah. Not even go kart, like toy circuit carts. Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot in this game, in the Japanese, um, Megapede's name was actually Ankeg. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's one of the ones where I've been directly on the, like, I swear it's not as intimidating as it looks. They keep trying to find ways to, like, like, since 4, they've been terrified of how continuity-heavy the series is. That's why 4 starts you off playing as three characters who aren't Kiryu and don't know what his story is. <laughs> and then, what was it, 5 had five different characters? Yeah, although that one is more like a direct sequel to 4, but then after that they did 0, where it's like, see, it's just, it's just in the 80s, it's before any of this happened. You don't have to know anything about it. And then after that, they did six, and they just capped. They capped. Uh, they did Kiwami, so they could remake one. And then they did six, which just caps off Kiryu. See, it's not Kiryu's story anymore. We can, you can just play whichever one. Here's the spinoff, Judgment. Here's the one that's Fist of the North Star. So you don't need to know any of this. Here's seven. Well, seven Fist doesn't of the North have Star. That was hilarious. That game. That game's incredible. Did you but, actually play it? Yeah. Did you do the ice sculpture minigame? Yes. 
I just saw that on the promotional video. I'm just laughing my butt off in the store. Like, yeah, that that game knows exactly where to take itself seriously and where to be completely insane. Which is a good trait to have in a Fist of the North Star game. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's see, but uh, and then yeah, now there's seven where it's just like. See, it's just new characters. Like the See, old characters it's just were in Dragon it. Dragon Quest. <laughs> it's Dragon Quest now. There's jobs. There's uh, a lot of really crazy nonsense happening. But you don't have to like. You don't have to play the old games. You can fight the old protagonists, but they are not the main characters. You don't have to know about them. <laughs> the old Yakuza clan basically got demolished. They're rebuilding from scratch. Yeah, a couple days ago, I actually had an excuse to reread the boingboing.net oh, the um, review that Yakuza reviewing Yakuza 3. Man, they're, they're fixing the uh, localization for the PS4 versions. So cool. You can play all that Shogi and Hostess minigames. Oh, it uh, wasn't Shogi, it was Mahjong that they cut. Oh yeah, no Shogi. I think I might also be cut. It's been cut. It, well, it's been in many games, so I assume Shogi was probably in there at some stage. Mm. But uh, I think there was also like a Kanji guessing mini game. I have no idea what tack they've taken with that in the English version of Yakuza Three on PS4. Make it completely optional and laugh at you when you don't know. Yeah, like it's de- it was always optional, but like they didn't even want to like give players the option of attempting it. Uh, they they it's the PS4 version is apparently 100% uncut so you know I can maybe one day I'll stream me failing that you can all <laughs> laugh at that but, yeah I think we've we've uh, rattled on enough about, about this uh, okay. how much does continuity lock you out of later ones basically that's where the question ends up yeah uh, uh, yeah. Uh, as for the switches here in RPGs, just for like sheer, like quantity and quality, it's really, really like definitely up there for one year stretches. Plus, we even got announcements for more stuff coming this year, like Xenoblade, Xenoblade Remastered. Definitive, uh, Trails coming to Switch. Oh, Cold Steel Three. And the implication of other Trails games. Yeah. Promptly took my PS4 copy of Trails 3 and threw it in a fire. <laughs> wow. That was quick. No, I sold it for money, of course. Come on now. A beautiful money fire. Yes. I mean, obviously, uh, by the time it comes to Switch, I will maybe have finished one. So, it... <laughs> I think you're being really optimistic in that prediction. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah like i'm i'm gonna pick it up on switch because i want to support the franchise existing but i've not had time to uh play play up to where i need to be so you know hopefully we get uh that and uh hajimari no kiseki i think is what it was called the new one yeah hajimari no kiseki yeah the prequel Uh, it's like 
a many things. Some of it is prequel, some of it is other things. But it is uh, something or other. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it's we a get qual the of some variety. Hopefully we get the Crossbell games that they just announced as getting PS4 ports. Like we, th- that's the weird thing is that we've got we got all of Legend of Heroes six, and we seem to be getting all of Legend of Heroes eight. We got none of Legend of Heroes seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is somehow the smallest of them at only two games. <laughs> but hopefully that gets fixed. Yeah, hopefully they'll make more games for that part. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> think we're gonna see more crossbow games. I don't think. I don't think my heart can take it. But I would also love hopefully. to see uh, East Nine on Switch. Monster Knox. That seems plausible. Guess we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like freaking Falcom keeps making noise about like. Yeah, we're getting a lot of expansion in Western markets, and we think the Western market is going to the Switch. Yep. So you put those two statements together, and it's like, uh, I think I kind of get where you're going with this, but I'm waiting for you to announce some stuff. Yeah. They also made a claim about, like, oh, our our pattern now will probably be to get the PS4 version out and then port it to other things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, as rocky as the beginnings were to that partnership with... uh, in this America, it seems to have worked out pretty well in the end. Yeah, for both parties, actually. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. Keep uh, keep not failing me, Nisa. Yes, These uh, are... and next, give me a Disgaea 6 that doesn't suck, please. Thank you. I don't think Nisa really has much control over that. I think that's very much a uh, NIS Japan. Yeah. Who are in... Much worse financial straits somehow. Yeah. Oh, Wheels, did you see I, I posted the entire th- entirety of the Prinny 2 c- poem on Twitter oh, a while I, back? I did not see that. I'm going to have to find that. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure if anybody knows it because it's like no reactions on this. Let me see where it went. List. I'll just tag you on the tail end of this. Thank you. That's a choice. Forgot Nino Kuni came out on Switch last year. Just looking at a list of Switch RPGs, which is... A lot, and there's, like, indie stuff, too, like Risk of Rain 2 came to Switch. Oh, yeah, Little Town Hero. Um, Children of Morta. I've heard good things about uh, my time at Porsche. I have yeah. not played it. I think Hollow Knight came out this year on Switch? No, it's been out was for that... several years. They announced Hollow Knight 2 this year. Oh, it was just the physical edition that came out this year for Switch. That wouldn't surprise me too much. Uh, let me think what else. I don't know what this thing called Cat Quest 2 is, but I appreciate that name. <laughs> I believe it's the sequel to Cat Quest 1. I believe that, yes. 
man, I can't believe Tokyo Mirage Sessions is so close. I can finally... Oh, yeah, Ring Fit Adventure is an RPG. It is? Yeah. It's a fitness RPG. <laughs> you have an equipment loadout, and like certain enemies are weak to different kinds of fitness. <laughs> that would not be the weirdest thing I've ever seen managed in an RPG. Sure, why not? Yeah, no. Apparently it's a good exercise game, but... I mean, they made pedometer-based RPGs a couple times. Yeah. I'm just really looking forward to cracking open Tokyo Mirage Sessions again, because like it's a game that I really enjoyed but didn't have time to finish. So It's a lot easier to finish it on a system other than the Wii U. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Also, I guess uh, if we're calling, if I think we typically count uh, Zelda games as RPG, Link's yes. Awakening in the re-releases. Yeah. That's a good point. That was a very, very nice remake, and nice to have a game you could finish very quickly, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, a game that's only 12 hours long, thank yeah. heavens. Oh, I finished it way quicker than that. Yeah, I mean, a first playthrough is like 12 hours long. If uh, you have no idea what you're doing and... You don't want to look up on game facts because you don't really need to. I finished it on hard in about six, I think. Marvel. So, did you get the special ending? No, I the, hell, the extended hell, ending. Hell no. <laughs> it's only like a two-second extension, but yeah. I, uh, no, I told Anne Marie about it, and she was just like, "I must replay it now." Ah. <laughs> like the, I seem to recall the only requirements are. Not finish die. the game without dying, which is it's not a hard game. And don't steal things, but yes, yeah, don't gonna steal kill things you. and walk back into the shop. Yeah, because that that kind of goes against you the can, no dying. Bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like it's not a hard thing to do. I'm not sure what Wheels was dying against, but I was playing on hard mode, man. Oh, that's why. Yeah, well, that's your own dang fault. I didn't die very much, any, even with that. <laughs> Again, still your own dang fault. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to get that ending. I, I, I You're never going to see more. I played the heck out of that game back in the day, so I wanted like the additional challenge. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I, I have seen the. It much. It, I have seen the true ending in the original version. It was very cute. I forgot Rune Factory Four Special was out this year. Hey, when the heck does that come out? Uh, it's just labeled as 2020 on Nintendo's website. I think it's already out in Japan. Let's see. And then Rune Factory 5 in Japan this year as well. Sweet. Rune Factory 4 Special. Uh, Archival Edition available on Amazon. Uh, so Amazon seems to think it'll be out on February 25th. Huh. That seems to just be an estimate, but it's a weirdly specific one, so yeah, I'm willing specific. to trust them. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot to Trials of Mana was this was like in April. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of good-looking games and remakes and ports and sequels and. <laughs> Crystal Probably remastered. Well. Oh yeah, it's pushed back to like summer, I think. Something like that, yeah. That'll be fun. You can play that with your friends on iOS. <laughs> the, combina- the concept of like three people playing that, one of them playing on 
PC, one of them. Four people playing that. One on PS4, one on PC, one on Switch, and one on iOS is hilarious to me. Yeah. Guys, I can't. I can't control as well as you. I'm busy tapping. Well, it's funny because I I went over to some friend's house recently, and I walk in, and they're all playing Fortnite. Like one person on a PS4 and two people on Switches. This is the future. Crossplay. Where is transferring? Now get it on a better game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. And I think we should probably hit this last Budai question before any of us falls asleep. Uh, before either of you fall asleep. Yeah, that's true. Or before I have to go pick up anybody from nursery school. That's also very important. Uh, Budai asks, if you were to put a game-slash-RPG battle system to the label simple-to-learn, hard-to-master, what would you choose? Hmm. I can think of several that were... Not simple to learn and very hard to master. But, um, yeah, we also was playing one just an hour or so ago. Yeah. <laughs> Complicated to learn, incredibly taxing to master. Resonance of Fate. What a game. Well, a different um, Tri-Ace game here, um, Beyond Labyrinth. I knew you were going to do this. Paper, scissors. I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> yes. Hey, don't you know I've got a bingo card going on now? Oh, I know. Let's see. Uh, simple to learn and hard to master. Monster Hunter. That's that's hard to learn. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, I don't know about that, but fine. Um, Saga Scarlet Grace. I was going to say Scarlet Grace is fairly it's like, uh, intuitive. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward and then when you get into the guts of it it's obviously a lot harder yeah i saw you scroll past kingdom hearts i would say that those are fairly simple to pick up and play but they've got a lot of depth ah lego games easy to learn easy to master yeah (laughs) let's see uh I tend to think of this more in terms of uh, action RPGs, just by virtue of the fact that like it's inherently easy to pick up an action RPG and start pressing buttons and things start hit getting hit. Yes. <laughs> okay. How about okay? So for the game review I just put out this morning, um, Blazer Drive, where it's I mean it's a card based game. It's fairly simple to get the idea. You draw one each turn. You got a hand. Um, you have to put them in the right order. Mm-hmm. And yet there are so many random things that these cards can do. Hmm. Yeah. So, and bonuses that different characters can get and um, tricks that you can use to just really mess up other people. Nice. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I just thought Granted, of another one. Okay. I was going to say, the language bearer makes it hard to... Uh, <laughs> Man. Hard to learn if you don't speak the language, but that's true of most things. Let's see. I was going to mention one that just occurred to me, and I'm spacing it. Oh. Uh, nope, it's gone. Completely gone. <laughs> Out to the ether. Oh. Uh, 
probably an action RPG. Uh, no, that's gone. Uh, like, I'm looking at Wheels Play Yakuza, but I would say that that one's... Like, there's not a lot of room for mastery in that, unless you're really learning things like the Tiger Drop. Which requires fairly complex timing. Uh, oh, Grandia. It's mm. a fairly simple combat system to pick up, but has a disgusting amount of depth. Oh, yeah. Tales of Graces F. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Very, uh... Very simple to just mash out some buttons, but has a lot of uh, strategic depth. Let's see. You appear to be in... Camarocha? Sure. I need to bring booze back to those guys. Yeah, you're in public. You're at Public Park. That was one thing I did always like about uh, Yakuza. If you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, just stand there for a second and your character will think about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, is that it for questions? Yeah, we are out of questions. Okay. Okay, yeah, you're pretty early on. You haven't even unlocked, like, the meat of the side content for Kiryu. Put this game on Switch, cowards. Yes, agreed. You're putting it on X-Bone. I know you can find a way to fit it on Switch. It's yes. originally a PS3 game. Mm-hmm. Zero was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zero and Kiwami were both originally PS3 games, which is why they run so smoothly on PS4. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to ask them to do the Dragon Engine games on Switch because those are designed with the PS4 hardware spec in mind. So that would be actually a lot of, like, asset retuning to make sure that they actually fit inside of a smaller memory footprint. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, because Zero and Kiwami are both absolutely games that could happen. And would not be like the qu- the question would be porting their engine, not some like hideous amount of re-engineering work. <laughs> but yeah, we are out of questions. If you yeah. would like to send us more questions, put them in the comments or the Discord. Hmm. Oh, did we check the last, the previous one, just in case? Uh, no, I did not. I should do that. Because that was sitting there for like two weeks. Yes, it was. Let's see. See, this is, this is 145. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. One from Curl and one from Eternal Youth. Okay. What did they uh, have to ask? 
Kroll asks, thanks to this episode, I spent much of Christmas randomly bursting into snatches of kidnap the Sandy Claws, lock him in a box, <laughs> which I can only thank you. Uh, what video game compositions have been your biggest earworms? Uh, well, considering I listen to rant, I mean, I've got s- quite a few soundtracks on my computer and I just listen to them whenever I'm writing and stuff. And mm. I use some of them as like lullabies for daughters. Um, there's a whole lot of things I could answer here. Yeah, I'm just going to pick some of the ones that's consistently like pop into my head regardless of whether I want them to or not. Oftentimes they're ones that I can easily sing along to, so that means a lot of them have lyrics. What I'm saying is uh, that a lot of the Jet Set Radio soundtrack and Sonic Rush soundtrack happen in my head a lot. Not bad. Uh... The Metal Gear Rising Revengeance boss themes also enter my head at an alarming rate. The Blue Dragon uh, boss theme. Listen, fear and awe in your eye, showing you what you can't see. Reaching hands, you are blind, staring down eternity. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> uh, the entire soundtrack of Final Fantasy XIII, too, whenever I listen to it, gets stuck in my brain. Especially I have a, the just, ones with lyrics. Just speaking of Blue Dragon, but just an amusing thought process. A friend of mine recently just asked me, because I'm like, among my friend group, the awful, like, holocron of terrible video game knowledge, just asked me, what what is wrong with Blue Dragon? Like, why did that not work? And I had uh, to go on, like, a two-page rant about what is wrong with Blue Dragon. <laughs> starting with, heck, it's Xbox. Um, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But I mean, like, it didn't... Like they put it, they put ports and sequels out on other consoles. Like there's a bunch of Blue Dragon DS games, none of which made any sort of impression on any human being. They also and, weren't very good. I mean, the original isn't very good either. You don't even disagree. I do. You do? I Why? Do. I think it's very good. It's weird. You're weird. <laughs> Touche. Like, Blue Dragon is just, like, every single major creative voice on it coming together to not produce anything of ambition at all. <laughs> it's the anti-chrono. Yeah, kind of. Like, they got they got Sakaguchi and Toriyama together again, and they made, like, a combination of FF5 and Dragon Quest that is so much worse than the sum of its parts. <laughs> Uh, sorry that was just an amusing like dovetail of like oh I get asked these kinds of questions whether I'm on a podcast or not (laughs) Uh, but yeah an eternal youth also had a question Uh, also wheels are there any uh, game soundtracks that get in your head same with you Gaijin Uh, specific games I, I demand um, names. <laughs> Atelier Asha. Hmm. Specifically Maria. And then well, pretty much the entire Dusk trilogy. You got Maria, um, Sky of Twilight, um, Colony Collapse Disorder. Oh hell, I, can, I just realized. I can, name, I can name enough of these sound of these actual tracks, so you know I've been listening to them too much. Oh hell, but, I just realized uh, the Dusk trilogy had switched this month. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, oh. let's see. Romancing Saga Minstrel Song. 
with oh, the yeah. minuet, ardent rhythm, um, other couple others. Nice. Okay, the pirate chant. Yes. Uh, I mean, the thing is, I've I've got a really ridiculous memory for just random earworms anyway. That's so right. I mean, most people complain about earworms. I just said I'm just changing the channel. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush. Oh yeah, that's a good soundtrack. Yeah, which uh, has the same composer as Resonance of Fate, which also always gets stuck in my head. Yeah. Specifically, the uh, orchestral side of the soundtrack, not so much the other stuff. Let's see. Oh yeah, uh, I'm also going to before we move on to Eternal Youth's question, I'm going to posit a question to the audience as I stare at a run on Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. Do you guys actually watch RPG runs on these things? Very strange. No, I mean that the only game I actually watch on YouTube or anything is Super Mario Maker, just because I'm just like, I have to be in awe of anyone who can survive. And has the patience to go through the same level 50 times and finally figure out how to beat it. The harrowing nature of Mario Maker. Yeah. Oh, but have you seen the Zelda expansion on that? Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Wheels, have you? No. So, in their December update, um, they included a few funny things like snow pokies and snowball mechanics for the main game. They also included a Master Sword power-up that changes Mario into a combination of Link to the of uh, Adventures of Link and Link's Awakening. Ooh. Link. So while you were in this, pe- oops, my phone. Sorry. Quiet you. Um, so while you were in this form, you can lay down. You can throw bombs. You can shoot arrows at angles. You can use the Pegasus boots to just crash over things and swipe things with your swords, bounce things with your shield, and you can even do a jump-down thrust attack. <laughs> There's which, a lot of interesting puzzle level potential. Yeah, oh, I've seen tons already. And the jump-down thrust attack also allows you to do um, what's basically the pogo jump from DuckTales. Oh my god. On certain enemies. It's so you can just bounce them down. It's baffling that this was an entirely free update. Just they didn't even like yeah. the day it came out. They just announced like, oh yeah, and this will be going up. <laughs> and the entire world went what? Because uh, this is effectively a completely new game mode. I'm crossed with a yes. We know that you want to be able to make your own um, side-scrolling Zelda games. <laughs> Maybe side-scrolling Zelda will work. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, guys, are you planning on remaking advent- um, the Adventures of Link in actual side-scrolling format? And this is your test thing to sped for it? I don't know. Interesting. I'm curious how much a remake could fix that game's reputation. <laughs> I mean, um, one of the Oracle's games was technically a partial it's, remake. They just started out as one, but like, unlike uh, seasons where you can tell that it started as a Zelda 1 remake, it's so much has changed for ages that it's very hard to detect a noticeable influence. I mean, it would have to be an extreme change. Yeah. Just given the nature of what they'd done to it, since it was now a top-down game. 
Uh, hmm. yeah. So let's hit this last Eternal Youth question. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year. In spirit of New Year's, what are your resolutions of backlog games or series you want to play in 2020? <laughs> uh, trails. I, I would like to get Trails, but I'm not going to pretend that I think I'll get around to <laughs> catching up. But I've got them sitting on Steam, so maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would like to actually play Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> Which I've been holding off until uh, until the DLC is all out for that. Um, and I guess the other one is I would like to actually play an Adelier game, and I think I will probably start with the Dust Trilogy when it hits Switch. That is a very good choice to go with. They're kind of self-contained, or self-contained to the trilogy, and they have a pretty good thematic bit going on. Yeah, they seemed like they had the some of the most interesting like thematic and art direction going on, so that's kind of I what mean, drew they, me to wanting to pick on that one. I mean, do you want some spoilers on the actual background of the world? I think the the term the f- idea I've always heard and like this kind of ties in with them being the dust trilogy is that the world is kind of winding down. <laughs> Not exactly. Mm. It 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 is it's effectively a a post-singularity alchemy world. Hmm. Huh. As in, at some point about 900 years ago, maybe, not quite sure, because nobody's been able to find records that aren't completely blasted to hell and back, mm-hmm. um, in most cases, um, the age of alchemy kind of went a little bonkers. <laughs> As you'd expect, eventually. <laughs> and so um, the primary threats for all three Dusk games are essentially leftover systems from the ancient age of alchemy that are still trying to do what they were supposed to be doing and are doing it in completely the wrong way. That's always one of my favorite like world themings is like we're far enough past like an apocalypse that we don't even really think of it that way. But like there's still just bits of old technology running around. (laughs) This sounds freaking awesome. I want to. Yeah. So do you want want more random details without too much spoilers? Yes. Okay, so the first game, Asha, is predicated on um, the main character's sister disappearing, mm-hmm. just completely without a trace, and then kind of reappearing to her in a vision, literally, mm-hmm. um, related to these flowers at this one ruin. And mm-hmm. so Asha finds out from a wander- a uh, researcher who's passing through that her sister is still alive somewhere, locked away, basically. And what happened was, in fact, that the region had a, a combination teleportation and emergency medical evacuation system hmm. that is still partially functional. And so whenever it senses somebody or something injured within range of one of its nodes, it will teleport them to safety and then it forgets to return them. Hmm. Less pleasant. And after a few years of being in stasis, it effectively integrates them into itself. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. like, these are kind of the ones I've been waiting for, because they're the ones that always sounded the most appealing to me, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, The I mean, the 
the Arland games are pretty good too, especially Tatori. Oh, um, Tatori's so got some really good feels in there. But the the Dusk games are a really interesting unit. Yeah, they're kind of the ones I want to start with, and then I'll probably move on to like Arlen and some of the others. Yeah. But and I'm really hoping that some random hint hints from Gust Chan in Nelki and the Legendary Alchemists actually mean that there's going to be a fourth Dusk game coming out. That'd be interesting. Just because they went um, back and did a fourth uh, Arlen. Arlen, yeah. But I mean, the thing is, um, I mean, there are four definite magic elements in the series, and the Dusk games are named after three of them. Uh, and the three games take place in three different cardinal directions of the map, of the world So map. it really feels like there's supposed to be a fourth to complete the set. And there is a location called Central in the series lore, where which we have never seen, but a couple of major characters have come from there to do research and bureaucratic stuff and other things. Mm-hmm. So, basically, there are... And, and there are a few interesting revelations in Atelier Chalet that never get properly explained. <laughs> so basically it all adds up to we really should be getting a fourth Dusk game. Just yeah. to wrap up everything and yeah, makes sense. Oh, so, and I'm, I'm even be- more intrigued. <laughs> yeah. And for more context, the specific comments from Gus Chan... Um, I mean, it was very vague for that one, but this came not long after she congratulated the Arland heroines on the new addition to the family. Hmm. And they had no idea what she was talking about, and she was just like, oh, you'll see. And <laughs> this was, I mean, Nelke came out after Lulua was announced. Mm-hmm. So. Let's see, I'm trying to work so out. We shall just I... have to see which, um, what, which announcement they make for this year's Atelier game. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, when I uh, got my birthday present last night, I was like, okay, um, I've got a really, I've got like a 1,000 yen discount thing. What can I get? And looking at all the cheaper DS, or uh, sorry, cheaper uh, Switch games and realizing that most of them were not that cheap and or they weren't available at the store. (laughs) I was like, okay, screw this. I'm just going to get Ryza. That's fun. I've heard that one's good. Yep. Even better. I mean, I had a complete stamp card for the store plus a partial one the switch maxed out the partial one so i got two discounts last night nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. total of twenty dollars off it's not too bad yeah plus four 100 yen coupons good for the next month and a half it's not too bad but, yeah, it's good that you have a Switch. We don't have to feel quite as bad about, like, talking about Switch games now. <laughs> oh, except I probably will not be buying anything until April. Oh, probably. Again. But still. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a case of who knows when I'll be able to buy this. Yeah. <laughs> For just sheer practicality reasons. When is Zeno Reborn supposed to be out? March 20th. However, I shall be on vacation in America at the time, most likely. Ah, okay. So she'll have to wait, and I'm probably not going to go for the deluxe box this time. That's probably healthy. Once bit twice shy. The last, actually, I don't think they had one last time. Mm. So I did get the deluxe for number four, which was awesome. So. I'm really hoping that Leno Reborn can redeem that game. <laughs> it can't hurt. 
It's definitely making some of the right moves. <laughs> I do appreciate them calling the second Zeno game Zeno Reborn 2, just to make it like, no, this is not a sequel to Zeno. This is a sequel to the remake of Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Was there more to Eternal Youth's question? Uh, and if Sega only were going to make either a new Fantasy Star or a new Shining Force game, which would you want? Shining Force. Of course, and of course, I mean RPG and strategy RPG, respectively. Fantasy Star. Shining Force. Fantasy Star. Shining Force. I think me and Wheels might get into like a murder combat if we allow this to actually continue into do into a proper debate. Fantasy Force. I don't know what that would be, Wheels. Just say, uh, strategy, a Fantasy Star game. Oh man. In conclusion, Rent a Hero. I don't think anyone else even remembers what Rent a Hero is. No. Rent I mean, a Hero sounds was, familiar. It was a quirky, like, action RPG that uh, Sega made for the Genesis and original Xbox. That's uh, an interesting combination. Yeah, there was a there was a prior remake called Rent a Hero Number One, and. It was a game where you're like a kid that gets like a superhero outfit and uses it to complete jarringly mundane tasks. Hmm. Like you order a pizza and for some reason a superhero outfit gets delivered instead. And you run around doing just stupid nonsense. Neither of them is particularly good, but they are both very strange. So in conclusion, make a good Rent-A-Hero game, Sega. That sounds like the premise of a DC Comics series. Yeah, kind of. Actually, no, I mean, literally, I think they may have made it. Surprise me. That reminds me of that one time someone found, like, a... I can't remember who published it, but there was, like, a Western comic that when people looked at it... It was from, like, 1995, but it was really obviously knocking off JoJo Part 3. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, some... Sp- characters having essentially stands in it and they look exactly like the stands in part three to the point where it's like one one of these is a coincidence like four of these is not <laughs> let's see if i can find uh, uh yeah me and wheels's opinion are split down the middle i'm not sure if gaijin has a particularly Strong well, I've never actually played any of the Shining Force games original series, and I've only covered the interesting um, expansion of the series on Japan Demonium. I've never played any of them, so I don't care that much. Um, I did enjoy Fantasy Stars 1, 2, and 4. Oh, man. Fantasy Star 4 is so good. And oops, did I just sell the Mithril Sword? Dang it. Whoops. Not getting one of those back. Whoopsies. And my last save was well before the airship. Oh well. Um, I'm do- I'm dealing without a sword for a while. Wah wah wah. I can survive without a sword. I just have to keep up with the fireballs. Wait, did this actually call them stands?
we talking about again? Um, yeah, no, this this comic that knocked off JoJo Part 3, it actually calls them stands. Wow, that's... Uh... Hmm. Like, that's the point where it's like, okay, your your degree of influence is perhaps too high at this stage. Yeah. No, that's just plagiarism. Yeah. Um, What's the name of the series? It's it wasn't a series. There was only one issue released. It was by an independent. It was released through like an independent publisher, but it was called Diesel. This is a case of the publisher not realizing how much the artist was ripping off something. Yeah, oh, definitely. Apparently, the plot, such as it is of this issue, is most specifically. Uh, relevant to the plot of the first episode of the JoJo OVA that was released in the mid-90s. So Somebody really didn't realize what they had. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's see the rest of this. Uh, Okay, finally, what are your most anticipated RPGs of 2020? Wait, when did we all start playing Wild Arms 3? (laughs) I don't know, man. I just... It's a good game. I'm just, I just was surprised, but yeah, um, most anticipated RPGs of 2020. I'm. What's coming out? Well, for me, it's it's FF7 remake because I'm yeah. broke, broke brained. Insane memory. Well, I thankfully do not have anything that will actually play that one, <laughs> so I don't care. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Um... And besides, we. We both know that the real fun is going to be uh, watching the fan reactions afterwards. Yeah. I mean, like, everything I see just fills me with more confidence, so I'm sure I'll be happy. We'll see how the rest of fare with it. Let's see. Um, I'm sure it'll go over like a new Star Wars movie. Oh, let's not do this. <laughs> no, no, let's not even bring that into it. I've seen, I've been seeing too much Flame War already. Jaws was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. I had to quit Twitter twice. <laughs> this time, I, I'm just remembering Bender's like running away letter in Futurama, where at the end he has like a marker that just says, "And this time I mean it," because <laughs> it's like a form letter, and it just he just checks off like uh, a cry. Like they all have names like running away, a cry for attention, but he marks off running away, and he marks off the bit at the end that just says, "And this time I mean it." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, I think that's the show. <laughs> Unless uh, Gaijin, do you have something specific you're looking forward to? Wheels. Um. Uh, I mean, I'm still Xenoblade. not sure exactly what else is coming out. Xenoblade. Yeah, Wheels is looking forward to Xenoblade Definitive. I mean. I'm going to be getting Xeno Reborn, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to it yet. You are looking with cautious hesitation. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I I have had uh, similar reactions to hearing about remakes before, and was very pleasantly surprised. Saga yeah. three, um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure how. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, and you can't be sure if they did it. Yeah. But yeah, I think for the most part, after the first three months of the year, we got kind of a clean slate aside from like cyberpunk. But I don't think I think me and wheels are probably both interested in playing that. But I don't think it's like high most 
hyped up thing of the year for either of us. No, I mean, as far as like that company's output, I've now got more Witcher to play now that I'm actually interested in The Witcher. So, toss a coin to your wheels. Toss a coin to your podcaster. Yeah, no, I saw you. No, that was last week's title, so we can't do that again. You're not allowed to do that again. We have definitely done just like saga as a title like five five times but Uh, this week will be uh resonance of questions there you go sure that actually sounds good questions of fate uh shit i should probably write that down somewhere (laughs) right i'll just send it to you right now so you'll remember don't want a typo that there we go yeah um so yeah uh for me it's ff7 remake because you know that essentially forms at least one third of my whole personality um (laughs) for wheels uh xenoblade definitive and for gaijin too early to tell not enough information Mm -hmm. (laughs) like uh just the eight ball equivalent of outlook uh outlook uncertain asked again later (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of other things that I definitely will be purchasing. Persona 5 Royal, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, uh, hopefully Shin Megami Tensei 5 reemerges from the mists. That was Persona 5 Scramble. Uh, Persona 5, uh, it's Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, but I'm okay. guessing that they cut it down to Persona 5 Strikers in the in the, the English version. That would make sense. Because that's what they did with Persona 4 Arena. The uh, for what they did for Persona 4 Arena, the ultimate ultra suplex hold. Was that it was an really awesome name? They should have kept it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they swapped it to Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. But in Japan, it was Persona 4 Arena. Uh, let's see. Awesome name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just... Oh, excuse me. I bre- I was making sure I hadn't misstated. In Japan, Persona 4, the Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold. Yeah. I don't really think of a suplex as a hold, but... You know, whatever. Oops, and I just died. So let's see, how far back do I go? Oh, she's still with me. Okay, I went way back. Okay, time to stop this. Rip. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, otherwise... Battery, okay. Otherwise, uh, I guess, you know, if you want to send us questions, put them in the comment section of one of the last two episodes, preferably the most recent episode, but you knew that. Um, or in the Discord in the Q&A quest channel. If you put it in another part of the Discord, then we we make you no promises. (laughs) Especially if you send me direct messages. Has that ever worked? (laughs) Yes, it has. (laughs) But I have also forgotten, so... (laughs) 
Yeah, less yeah. guarantees there. Yes. If you put it in the Q&A quest section of the Discord, me and Wheels are likely to both see it, and Gaijin will probably see it as well. Did anyone <laughs> send us questions there? I checked. Okay. There hasn't been anything since the 28th. Good. Good. Just make sure that I did not just make a fool of myself. Yeah, not since the 20th, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're good. All right. Um, Hovering over the stuff, but yeah. See you, Space Cowboys. See ya. It's a world unlike anything I've ever seen. And as hard as I tried, I can't seem to describe like a most improbable dream. But you must believe when I tell you this. It's as real as my skull, and it does exist.